Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Tab soda, we can talk about. Do you remember Tab, T-A-B? It was a Diet Cola. Um, Sugar-free, in theory, I think. Introduced by Coca-Cola in 1963. I remember Tab commercials where it'd be like, Christy Brinkley in a bikini, drinking a soda? I must have that soda, so I will look like Christy Brinkley in a bikini or date Christy Brinkley in a bikini. It was just the way we worked. Tab was wildly popular in the 1970s. They made fruit-flavored versions, root beer versions, ginger ale versions, caffeine-free, clear variations that didn't have food coloring. Or did they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But ultimately, Tab was killed by Diet Coke. At the end of the year... Tab will officially be retired and killed off as a brand. I know you're saying I haven't been in a store in forever and seen a tab soda. I get it. Coca-Cola at one point in time was trying to copy a company called Diet Right. Diet Right Cola by Royal Crown. And it shows you the rich history of companies and how things change. Tab was marketed to consumers who wanted to keep tabs on their weight. I don't know if I have anything more to say about this. I can tell you that Coca-Cola was, from what I've read in history books, they used a lot of computers. You know another company that used a lot of computers to make decisions? Back when computers weren't really computers, they were just these big old... IBM machines. Walmart used a lot of computational power, whereas Kmart would hire an executive who graduated from Yale or Princeton, and they would let this marketing genius run stores and run regions. That didn't work out so well for Kmart. Walmart won. Walmart used computational power to figure out things like what is actually selling on Mondays. And what or Wednesdays, they found out people are actually buying cat litter on Wednesdays because they have to. Their cat pooped the box too many times, urinated the box too many times, and now the house smells like cat urine and everything else. They're coming in when they have to, Wednesday. But they also figured out on Saturday people were coming in and buying sneakers. Because that's the day where we're like, let's go play tennis this weekend, honey. Oh, all I have are these penny loafers. I need to go get sneakers. You get the idea, right? <clears throat> So they used computational power to figure out where to staff. They used computational power to figure out what to deliver supply side. 
their supply chain management was was brilliant. Walmart versus Kmart. And the difference was computers versus smart thinkers. Coca-Cola did the same exact thing. They hired IBM to generate a list of 185,000 four-letter words with one vowel. Adding names suggested by the company's own staff, the list was stripped of any words deemed unpronounceable or too similar to existing trademarks. Out of 185,000 four-letter words, they came up with T-A-B-B, tab with two Bs, and then they shortened it to tab. And it was all about a computer that figured that all out for them. I know you're saying, really? Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big fan of studying companies. I know you're saying, uh, you should be studying fashion models, not business models. No, no, no. Business model got me a fashion model, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, Tab's been reformulated. It once was a mixture of cyclamate and saccharin. And then the FDA issued a ban on cyclamate in 1969. Uh, why? Because it was leading to bladder cancers. And somehow the brand still survived. That's impressive. I think of all the cancers to get, which one would you want and which one would you not want? I'm not going to, I'm not even going to further their conversation in my head, but like I haven't said the word bladder cancer in a while. I've talked a lot about pancreatic cancer. Boy, that one comes and goes fast, doesn't it? I know someone who got pancreatic cancer dead within six months. And the doctor looked at him and looked at his pancreatic cancer and said, you'll be dead in six months. The interesting thing was the guy lived the craziest, healthiest lifestyle of anyone I've ever seen in my life. And pancreatic cancer got him. Just like Steve Jobs. 800-516-1220 gets calls in the air. Wine supplies may be in trouble because of the smoke in California, which is kind of an interesting thing because Nap and Sonoma are on fire. They've been on fire all fire season. This is the second major on fire all fire season in the last five years. So their crops in two out of the last five years have been decimated. It's not the white wine grapes. Those are easy to grow and they're fast to grow and they, they get them before the wildfire season hits. It's the red wine grapes. So we're looking at, you're going to pay about 20% more for a bottle of wine this year. And then in subsequent years, 15%. California makes 85% of the wine in the United States. But 11% of it is grown in Sonoma and Napa. And you're like, just 11%? Why are wine prices going higher? It's the supply and demand thing. If I were to tell you that suddenly 11% of homes are for sale in your neighborhood, one out of 10, you'd be like, oh, I get it. People are going to be moving in pretty aggressively. Um, that's a lot of inventory. That's a lot of choice. But when it's on the supply side, it's it cuts the limit pretty aggressively. And considering Sonoma and Napa are considered great wine regions, but then again, in the last 20 years, we've learned to grow wine in Virginia, New York State, Washington, Oregon. Texas probably has some wineries. And you're like, Texas? So it should be losing some of the impact, but it's not. Because 10% is 10%. And 85% of the nation's wine supply is 85% of California, but 10% in Northern California. So, and there's Paso Robles wines. There's... There's areas that are not affected by as much smoke. Anyhow, I'm digressing. That's called inflation, and that's my boogeyman. 
sometimes we talk about Jason Voorhees. Sometimes we talk about Freddy Krueger. Those are the bad guys. Those are the, the, the killers out there. Those are the, the guys that'll put an arrow through your throat for no reason other than, oh, you were camping in the woods and making love to a teenager. Those are the bad people. Those are the bad, 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 bad people. Uh, to me, inflation's the bad people. It's, it's the thing that scares me the most. So I don't drink a lot of wine. Um, maybe with a nice, maybe once a month with a steak or something like that, but not very often. But we're going to see inflation, and that's the troubling one to me. Boeing stocks climbing as Europe is near the 737 MAX approval. Gun sales and ammo sales are surging. You can, pub, you can buy publicly traded companies that deal with guns. When Obama got close to re-election, people panicked and said, we better go buy guns because Democrats are going to take away our right to own guns. So that happens every four years. Every four years, there's you know, a push-pull on gun sales. Pretty interesting to watch, in my opinion. For the record, I still don't own a gun. I don't even own a slingshot. I'll kill you with a wit and sarcasm if you invade my home. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. Happy Friday. Work at a radio station that I have a general manager who says the funniest thing. I'm like, hey, I only work on Fridays at the radio station. Every other day, I typically work from my TV station. That's pre-COVID. <clears throat> but every Friday, I'd see him. I'd say, hey, boss, how you doing? And he's, he's like, it's Friday. Never bad. Never met a bad one. I'm like, I get it now. As you get older, Fridays are good. Okay. Let's talk elections ever so shortly tied towards oil. I got an email this week from someone who said, I think I should buy Exxon and Chevron. I'm like, okay, on one hand, I get it. They've been around for 100 years. We've been using the black gold for a long time. Totally get it. Not knocking you in any way, shape, or form. On the other hand, I'm like, Gavin Newsom said, let's go EV by 2035, electric vehicle. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Oil, depending on who's going to be president or who's not going to be president, is just as important of a thought. Uh, <clears throat> demand has increased from its lows in the second quarter. But the world's still consuming a lot less oil than they were at the beginning of 2019. Most believe that global oil consumption won't return to 2019 levels until at least 2022. And it's being closely watched. With that said, there's a November 3 election right around the corner. There's uncertainty on who's going to win, which I guess that's every election going forward, right? When Trump beat Clinton, that was thought of, that's not possible. And then suddenly it was possible. I know you can get into some debates on who got more votes and did she really mess up by not going to Michigan? I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going back to it. I'm just saying it's always going to be challenging now. Which to me brings up the question <clears throat> on oil. Every four years do we have to look at a potential new administration and their policies on oil. 
I think you kind of do. I own an oil stock just for the dividend. I know you're saying, give me a little more clarity on that, Rob. Okay. I own an oil stock just for the dividend. I don't care if it goes down. I want that 5% dividend. I can't get 5% of the bank. I take that 5%, I reinvest it. In theory, it'll be part of my income strategy in retirement. As long as oil companies continue to pay their dividend, I don't care about the price of the equity. I don't care about the future growth. I just care about can they pay that dividend. Because of it, their ability to pay that dividend, a lot of them have become what are called dividend achievers. It is a investment philosophy that is easy to get behind. Companies that have been so good for so long that they've become aristocratic almost as far as achievers go. They throw off enough cash and they pay their dividend consistently that they become an aristocrat, a dividend aristocrat. It's not a bad philosophy. Now, typically when you're giving your dividends to shareholders, cash dividends, essentially you're saying to the owner, if you own a share of a company, you own part of the company. I own shares of Apple. I can't go into an Apple store and fire people, but I like thinking that I'm an owner. I like thinking of buying a stock as an owner of that company. That's part of my philosophy. I don't mind owning an oil stock that its only goal is to pay a dividend. I don't want them to go. They're not going to go out and make oil 2.0. There's not going to be oil 5G. There's not going to be oil. There's not going to be any growth there, which is fascinating. Probably the best argument I've been in in the last year. The best argument that Rob Black has been in, and I tend to get into arguments. Um, I don't know. Maybe I stir the pot. But it was a couple who, they said something really odd. They said, oil, dinosaurs are oil. It must have been in a movie. They were kind of quoting it in a funny way. Like, you don't really think that all the oil on the planet came from dinosaurs, do you? I'm like, oh, yeah. Learned it in school. I'm like, I think you learned something false in school. Um, but again, it comes down to philosophy. And all I'll say is oil's not definitely it. Sometimes it was a byproduct. A dinosaur would go into an area that they shouldn't and die. And yes, oil did become dinosaurs did become dead. Dinosaurs did become part of oil, but not all the oil in the world. So anyway, my point being is that Exxon and Chevron, they drill, they drill, they drill, they drill. We're, we're going to run out of oil at some point, but I'm not going to get into that. It's not going to be my lifetime. Peak oil has been talked about as that's when you would sell the stock when we've hit peak oil. As long as they pay their dividends, I'm fine. For an income strategy. For growth, no way. They don't have 5G. They're competing against electric vehicles now. The consumption is going to go down worldwide. Sunshine is a lot more eco-friendly than oil, according to millennials. Me? My opinion doesn't matter. It's the millennials that matter because they're the consumers. I could tell you, like, taking baths in oil. I could tell you that, like, oil makes my skin feel rejuvenated. And it doesn't matter. I'm not a millennial. I know you're saying you put a lot of power in these, these, these young bucks. Headwinds to U.S. oil and gas production will rise further under a Biden win. 
Statements made by Biden suggest his administration may introduce regulations that would increase shale production costs and reduce shale's recoverable resources. So, yeah, every four years we're going to look at this, I feel. Under Biden, when regulations that appear negative for the industry could offset by some positive impact of oil and natural gas prices. So we'll be paying more at the pump for these end products produced by oil. And the companies can do well in that scenario by raising prices due to more regulations. It's a little tricky. It's not so easy as saying peak production. It's not so easy as saying it's just about can they pay their dividend. I like seeing oil somewhere between 40 and 60. And at 40, I feel we're on the weak end of the spectrum. At 60, I feel we're on the inflation end of the spectrum. Deflation at 40, inflation at 60. Deflation is worse than inflation. Those are my two boogeymen. Those are my Freddy Kruegers and Jason. Inflation, deflation. It's what I constantly look for and I try to figure out. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I totally get that you have options out there, and this isn't the easiest one of them all. When I used to work at uh, CBS. I had to work in the same building with Sarah and Vinny or Sarah and No Name, whatever the show was at the time. I hate shows like that. I hate them. She's a midget who smokes and yells at people in the hallway. And he's a no talent who kind of chuckles along. Kind of like a chucklehead is what I refer to it as. And I just don't like them. And I'm like, why do people like that vapid stuff? Why do they like uh, the, the banality, the, the emptiness? It's easy is the answer. It's easy. This show is going to try to make you think. I'm going to say something out there. You need $1 million at least to retire. And you're going to go, $1 million. Do you remember that first scene from um, the, the, the Spy Who Shagged Me? The whole um, Austin Powers series where the bad guy awakens after being frozen for 40 years or something. And he goes, I'm going to hold the world ransom for $1 million. And they look at him like, uh, that's not a lot of money. Uh, and he goes, one billion? I want you to be shocked when you hear the word million. That's what you need for retirement, because that's only going to pay you $40,000 a year. And I, I look at cars. My dad's first car, not my dad's first car, the first car that I remember my dad buying. I was like, whoa, that's $20,000. Or it was 15000 or it was 12000 like when he bought his first one. And now a car is somewhere like forty to sixty for a typical sedan. I, I could be wrong. I don't really live in that world. I drive a truck. I'm totally happy driving a truck. You're not going to see me driving a Lamborghini anytime soon, if at all. There's actually a service in Vegas, which reminds me of my favorite Flintstone episode. When Fred and Barney... We're driving to Rock Vegas, and um, it's fantastic. They're driving to Rock Vegas. It's a play on Las Vegas, right? And um, they have, like, Frank Sinatra, but they have the, the Stone Age family version of Frank Sinatra. But they go across a teeny tiny little creek. 
teeny tiny little creek. It's, it's almost nothing. And um, Fred looks at Barney and goes, it's not much now, but here in a couple thousand years, it's going to be a Grand Canyon. <laughs> what a chucklehead, right? Which brings me to the whole Star Wars versus Star Trek debate and the whole Fred versus Barney. I was more of a Barney fan. I wanted to grow up to be Barney. I didn't want to grow up to be Fred. Is that fair? I wanted a wife like Betty. I didn't really want a wife like Wilma. Ah, the Bam Bam thing. Eh, maybe I like Fred's daughter more so than, but you get the idea. As a kid, I was incredibly influenced by this stuff. And to this day, aren't we still incredibly influenced by media? Pfizer is hopeful that it might be able to file for emergency use authorization for its COVID vaccine by the end of November. EU regulators have cleared Boeing 737 MAX safe to fly again. Couple stipulations going in. Wells Fargo has upgraded Caterpillar. Meow. To overweight from equal weight. Caterpillar makes big ticket items. They're not cheap. Caterpillar makes things that move the earth. I have a fantasy. Instead of driving a Lamborghini. Oh, by the way, I was going to tell you a quick story about uh, Las Vegas. You could actually fly to Las Vegas and get on a speedway and drive around a race car. That would be enough for me. I don't actually need to own a race car. I can do it once and say, I did it. That would be enough. But my real fantasy in vehicles is to drive a Caterpillar up and down 101 to work. I don't know why, but driving like a, that just sounds like fun to me. I know you're saying it only goes like 10 miles an hour and everyone else is going 100 miles an hour around you. I'm like, fine. But if I run into them, I run them over and I flatten them like a pancake. To me, that sounds more intriguing. So Caterpillar's up. Why is Caterpillar up? We're expecting to build things. Boeing's up. They fixed their problems in the eyes of the EU. And that brings me to the question of why hasn't the U.S. approved this? Why hasn't the FAA approved Boeing if EU did? Is it political? I don't know anymore. Politics in the United States is, it, I feel like there's a lot of smoke going on and I'm not going to investigate it because I don't have time. But that's where I'm going with that. I kind of want to stay out of it and let you determine it on your own. China slated to release its third quarter GDP on Sunday evening. And if it shows encouraging recovery signs, we're going to have a party this weekend. You won't even know about it. You're like, third quarter GDP out of China? Why do I care? Because they had COVID bad. So I'm going to pay attention to that this weekend. I know you're saying, I'm going to make love sweet love. I'm going to recreate in medicinal marijuana. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to, I know what everyone normally does. I'm going to watch third quarter GDP on Sunday. And I'll tell you about it on Monday. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell continues to signal that it will be difficult to get any stimulus through. The Senate. Is he holding his last? Is he at the Alamo of the Republican Senate? I don't know. Like I said, that's up to you, not me. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said... We're willing. We're still willing to work together. We're still willing to try to get something out there. Does five hundred billion dollars stimulus get done before the election? Maybe. Does two trillion? Probably not. Is five hundred billion enough? No. We need infrastructure, and that's why Caterpillar is moving higher. Caterpillar is moving higher because when we when we build new roads, build new bridges, 
when we fix our roads, fix our bridges, when we build airports, when we're in expansion mode, they sell a lot of equipment. So I think that's what's happening. That's the best way of saying it's tricky. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Looking at the market today, they all opened higher. Except for the Russell. Huh. That one's a problem. S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial Average 30, and the NASDAQ. S&P 500 is big companies. The Dow 30 is a collection of companies. The NASDAQ is big growth companies. Russell 2000 are small companies that don't have necessarily exposure to France and London in the United States. So there's four different markets, and that's how I look at them. So for the Russell 2000 to be going down while the other guys are going up, I don't like it. I'm not going to get upset, but I don't like it. Ford's third quarter China sales rise 25% year over year. All rise, the judge is in session. So sales rose 25% for Ford? They delivered 164,000 vehicles, attributing the increase to launches and, and localization strategies. That's telling me COVID's not much of a thing there. Oh, if we were only draconian. I couldn't imagine being single and dating in this world. I couldn't imagine it. <clears throat> oil is sitting at $40 a barrel. I'd like to see oil a little higher. I'll be honest with you. Um, $40 oil to $60 oil is fine. $40 oil is fine, but it's on the side of, I don't want it to hit 39. Do you see how much I like moderation? 10-year treasury sits at 74 basis points. Slowly but surely, over the last year, it's worked a little bit higher. When the 10-year treasury sits at 50 basis points, I think we're one step away from apocalypse. Like, that's a, a, a horseman. I can hear the hoof prints coming. At 70 basis points, 74 basis points, I'm feeling like, eh, maybe that wasn't hoof prints I'm hearing. Where do I want the 10-year treasury? Two and a half to three. So 250 basis points to 350 basis points. It's at 74 right now. So we're a long way from where I want it to be. And again, notice how I gave you a range of 250 to 350 or two and a half to three and a half. I'm fine with ranges. I feel comfortable with ranges. Weight Watchers International has partnered with Bank America and Beyond Meat to help close the nutrition gap. Like, what type of story is that on Wall Street? Weight Watchers does really well when they sign Oprah Winfrey as a spokesperson. They don't do really great at other times. Weight Watchers has kind of been replaced. You know, Weight Watchers... Go hang out with a group of other people who are portly, flabby, overweight, obese. That had its place in the 80s and 90s. And you can go hang out and actually go to a building and hang out and get group support. And group support is an awesome thing. I'm totally in. But then the internet came along and people were like, wait, I can count these calories on my own. I don't need someone to tell me to buy these lean cuisine things. I can do that. You can design your own diet. So Weight Watchers became largely irrelevant. 
And then they signed Oprah Winfrey. Now, signing Bank of America and Beyond Meat, eh, I don't see it. So I'm going to pass on that one. If I could get Oprah Winfrey to endorse me, I would. <laughs> Just to throw that out there for you. She's got to be the greatest at endorsements, right? The greatest. Because she gets a group of people to go out and buy stuff. They believe anything she'll say. I once got a turkey because Oprah Winfrey put it on one of her favorite things. I got it for Thanksgiving. I told everyone at the Thanksgiving table, hey, I got this turkey that Oprah Winfrey recommended. It wasn't that good. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money invest in more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Okay. I tend to like a dark sense. You've got to go with that, okay? New York Times did an article today, and I love the New York Times. I'm kind of a newspaper type. I don't want to make it sound too serious. I'm like, I'm, I don't want to be known as that guy. But the New York Times did a great article today that talked about poverty and how many million Americans have slipped into poverty after the federal aid ended. And this is one of the reasons why I say the federal government has to get their poop together and get a stimulus deal hammered out. After an ambitious expansion of the safety net with trillion dollar stimulus, it helped people from going into poverty. The aid is now largely exhausted and poverty has returned to levels higher than before the coronavirus. The number of poor people in America have grown by 8 million since May. After by falling 4 million at the pandemic start as a result of a $2 trillion emergency package. I do a show dedicated to, I, I don't want to say fear of poverty in our old age. When you're 20, I don't have a lot of compassion for poverty. I get it though. Trust me. I am so lucky that I was born Caucasian on a coast in the United States with an expectation to go to college. My parents kicked out six children and all of us got a college education. That's phenomenal. That college education has led to greater doorways and windows. I've had windows of opportunities. I've had doors that I didn't even have to open. I get it. So poverty, I don't think it scares me, but it drives me. If I was born in Iowa, there's a good chance I'm watching the University of Iowa Cornhuskers this week and play basketball or football with my high school sweetie, and we would have six kids. The expectation would have been lower. I think living on a coast in a, near a major city kind of gets you motivated. So when I see the number of poor people grown by 8 million since May, I find that tragic. My biggest fear is turning 60 and not being able to work. When you're 20 and you live in poverty, you could at least go to McDonald's, get a job, and make something. Probably not enough. And that's why we talk about livable wages. But when you're 60, your body doesn't work quite as well. 
I think the only thing I, I so far, I love being more wise as I grow older. I love having life experience as I grow older. The thing I hate is losing my eyesight. Oh, and the, have you done this one yet? Have you taken a picture of instructions on your phone and then blown up the phone picture so you could actually read it? When I find myself do that, I'm like, I'm pathetic. I can't even read. And I, I refuse to use readers. I refuse to use reading glasses for a time being. So poverty also has different definitions, which is also fascinating. Through the years, economists come up with different formulas on it. But the pandemic's not been good for poor people in America. And I think one of the things that makes me truly sad, my dad worked in the military, so he got a pension when he retired. And that pension was largely given to his wife when he died. So in theory, my mother has never worked a day in her life other than she raised six kids and we all went to college, which is a hell of an accomplishment. Um, but she's got a pension the last year till today. We don't have pensions anymore. Very few, not that the majority of Americans aren't in the military. It's not as big of a job benefactor as it used to be. Government jobs have seen declining benefits. So we don't live in a world where there's going to be a good handout in retirement. So this show is about getting you to supplement your handout in retirement, social security with your own nest egg so that you don't go into poverty. Get out in the real world. If you have not been to a trailer park in the middle part of the country, go to one. I don't want you to end up there. That's the whole goal of the show. Am I knocking people who live in trailer parks? No. Do I want a higher quality of life? Yeah. And I don't think some of, I think some of us don't think that way. So President Trump is demanding the Congress go big before the elections, but he's also canceling negotiations. So I don't know if we get another round of stimulus to help avert some of this poverty, but it's growing. And when people have, don't have jobs, they get restless. Not necessarily for a job, but for more handout, more something. And it turns into a disgruntled situation. Do I want children to be fed? Yes, I want children to be fed. That's why I do the show. Not to feed children, but again, you get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stocks are gaining as retail sales come in strong. That's good. We're heading into the holiday season. It's a holly jolly Christmas. Um, Christmas has not been canceled by the Grinch this year, but COVID sure is trying, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. A lot of people ask me about alternative stocks and an alternative stock to me is are things like neo and io it's the tesla of china and i go have you ever been to china and they're like no can you name one province in china no can you name the leader of china no why do you want to buy a stock in china because it's the chinese tesla no that's <laughs> my answer i'm not saying you have to poop you know, where you can smell your own grass. 
but it certainly helps. Same thing with real estate. I don't want to buy a rental in Florida if I live in California. I'd rather buy a rental property here that I can babysit and look at on occasion, figure out, is it deteriorating or is it uh, increasing in value? I don't know. We all have different philosophies. I'm sharing with you mine. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more.